Welcome to Better Food Stories, a show that celebrates real food and the people and companies who make it. I'm Audrea Greenhoff, and in this interview series, I'm sitting down with the entrepreneurs behind some of today's newest and most innovative food brands out there to find out what it really takes to make it in this highly competitive space. Hi guys, welcome back to the Better Food Stories podcast. I am your host, Audrea Greenhoff, and today I'm really excited to introduce you to Samad Nasarian, the CEO and founder of Cozy Meal. Cozy Meal is an online marketplace that connects people to cooking classes and culinary experiences with top-rated local chefs. The best part? Cozy Meal experiences are available in all major cities, including San Francisco, L.A., Denver, New York, Miami, and so many other places. If you love to cook or have even ever thought about taking a cooking class, trust me, you are going to love this episode. In my conversation with Samad, you'll learn how he's helping chefs grow and diversify their income, how Cozy Meal is bringing people together and building community through food, and what he thinks about the food industry in the U.S. versus his hometown of Germany. Remember, you can check out all the episodes in the Better Food Stories series by subscribing on Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying these conversations, it would also mean the world to me if you let me know by leaving me a positive review. You can also check out the accompanying articles and photos for every interview by following me on Medium at Audrea Greenhoff or at AudreaGreenhoff.com. Now, on to my interview with Samad Nasarian from Cozy Meal. Let's just jump right into it. And why don't you start by telling me a little bit about who you are and what your company Cozy Meal is all about? Absolutely. Yeah, so my name is Samad Nasarian. I'm the founder and CEO of Cozy Meal. Uh, Cozy Meal is a service that lets you find and book fun and engaging culinary experiences with local professional chefs, such as cooking classes, food tours, team building events, and more. Um, We started um, in July 2014 in the San Francisco Bay Area and have been expanding since then and are currently in 20 cities nationwide. And uh, we started with cooking classes, which are really fun and engaging experiences where it's about uh, you uh, being entertained by the chef and having a good time, enjoying an amazing meal, and also learning new skills. And these cooking classes, um, um, the chefs teach you how to prepare a multi-course meal. And at the end of the class, you sit down and enjoy the food you have prepared. And you can book the chef either to come to your place uh, with all the equipment and ingredients, and then he would offer the experience at your place. Afterwards, he would clean up and leave. Or you can go to the chef's place, which can be anywhere from private room in a restaurant, some of our chefs own restaurants. It can be a test kitchen. It can be an event space. We do like large events for companies uh, in wineries and other spaces, but it can be also a chef's home. And oh, uh, awesome. every single provider and chef on Cozy Meal has to pass our um, strict vetting process before they join us, which makes sure that the customers can be confident that these chefs have actually been approved by us as well as their venues. 
That's amazing. I personally have had experience with cooking classes before like in a test kitchen setup and it is so much fun. So I think that that's really cool that you can do, you know, something more intimate in your own home or you can actually get the whole like chef kitchen experience. It is really about a fast. It is important that people look at this as an experience where they can have a great time, but the additional benefit is they're learning new skills. So, so that's why a lot of the people who book us, they book us and not necessarily going in there just wanting to learn a new skill, but people book us for date nights, birthday parties, anniversary dinners, bachelorette parties, and a lot of companies book us for team building events. Nearly all major companies in the United States are our customers, from Google to Apple to McKinsey to the World Bank in D.C. And, and so it's, it's about really... Um, enjoying food um, and being entertained by the chef, uh, meeting some chefs on our platform are chefs who uh, used to be Michelin star chefs in, in some of the top restaurants in the world. That's and awesome. so really meeting them, hearing about their experiences, developing a better relationship with food, and at the same time learning new skills. Are they set up as group courses? So if you were doing it as like, say, a date night or a group, uh, you know, bachelor party, would they be private courses or are you, um, are there a certain number of people in the course? You can, you as a customer decide if you want it to be a private class or a public class. Um, most of our chefs have a minimum of two, which means if you have just two guests, you can already make it a private experience if you like. So uh, what happens is uh, we have customers who would like to, um, do the experience with other people mm -hmm. and they want to meet new people and they want to be in a large group, they join our public classes. Okay. Um, but many people, um, if they want to do a bachelorette party or a team building event or maybe a more intimate date night, um, they want it to be a private um, experience and they can book it privately. Very cool. So there's an option for both. So if, say if you're just doing it with a friend or even if maybe you wanted to do it by yourself, you can join a, a class that, that was open. Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Both options are available. Where are you finding the chefs? You said some of them have been Michelin star chefs. Where? How are you getting chefs to join your network? Yeah, it's a very good question. So I remember the early days when we started Cozy Meal, and I was essentially running most of it. Um, and by the way, now I have a team of 20 uh, people that work for me. Mm -hmm. Back then, uh, we really had to, you know, uh, find chefs online, uh, pitch the idea of Cozy Meal, get them excited about it, and then still accompany them through our vetting process to make sure that the chefs we bring on board are uh, qualified. Things have changed since then. Um, we have been uh, receiving a really good name recognition uh, within the chef community. So most of the chefs we bring on board actually find us, and they apply through our website. Okay. Uh, our website is CozyMeal.com. Uh, mm -hmm. Apply through our website um, to be a chef. And then so we receive um, thousands of applications from chefs nationwide. And then these chefs are vetted um, first through the application, but then we do also a phone screen. And then in every city we have um, a local food critic and a food photographer that also vets the chefs in person. So there's a food critic and a food photographer. You said that vet. We have a, usually it's the same person. So it's like a food critic and food photographer. Okay. Uh, that um, essentially um, vets the chef. Um, in other words, the chefs in the cities, after they have been interviewed by us over the phone and we have reviewed the application, and they need to audition 
um, in front of the local food photographer, food critic. And um, uh, once that person um, approves the chef, the chefs can join our site. And during the audition um, part, also our food photographer takes photos of the food. And this is why you see uh, all these thousands of beautiful photos we have on our website, which are all um, um, original photos of the food the chefs have prepared. You started with, you said back in 2014. Actually, before I go back to the beginning, um, right now you said you have you have 20 cities. What cities are you currently in? Yes, yeah, so essentially we are in all major U.S. cities. Mm -hmm. So we are everywhere from San Francisco uh, to Los Angeles, Seattle, San Diego on the West Coast mm -hmm. to... New York, D.C., um, Philadelphia, Miami, and the East Coast, and also many cities um, in the middle of the country from Chicago to um, Dallas, Denver, uh, and so on and so forth. We are planning on um, to expand to um, several other cities nationwide, as well as also expand to other um, experiences around food and alcohol, uh, so stay tuned for that. So let's take it back to the beginning. Where did the idea for Cozy Meal come from initially? So I, I grew up um, always um, loving to cook. I think the first time I cooked was uh, uh, in my mom's kitchen when I was 11 or 12 years old. And I grew up watching um, cooking shows. And um, I always had uh, you know passion for food and a lot of respect for chefs. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and when I moved um, to, to San Francisco from Germany uh, 11 years ago, uh, I was very fascinated by the melting pot of San Francisco with all the different cultures and cuisines present in a fairly small city. And um, one of the things, though, I was disappointed of uh, were the restaurant experiences, where it's usually loud and noisy in restaurants, where if you want to have a conversation, you almost have to shout at each other to be able to communicate. Mm -hmm. You don't have the privacy that you sometimes would like to have in a restaurant. The quality of the food is often only mediocre and you rarely get to see and interact with a chef. And then at the same time, I had um, several friends who were working as chefs in restaurants and they would often complain about the low pay of being a chef, about their tough lifestyle in terms of long hours that they had to work, the fact that they were not their own boss and they didn't have the freedom to develop their own menus, but things were rather set up by the restaurant owner or the one executive chef in the restaurant. And, and then I knew that um, many of my friends, they would be actually willing to uh, you know, pay per hour more to the chefs than they were making in the restaurants to provide them a culinary experience at my friends' homes. And um, I'm an online marketplace veteran. So prior to starting Cozime, I was in leadership roles in two other online marketplaces. So I thought, why not starting a marketplace where you can, as a customer, easily find and book culinary experiences with local professional chefs. And and so this is how essentially the idea came up. And um, I didn't start it right away. Um, I, so I was thinking about it for a while. And it was every time it was almost bothering me that I'm not working on it. And um, it was in um, July 2014 when we decided uh, to to really launch Cozy Meal. And, and we launched um, uh, in that month. And uh, yeah, have been expanding to 20 cities uh, nationwide since then. You came up with this idea. Um, you said that you worked in online marketplaces before. So you, did, did you have, um, did you work with food 
industry because you mentioned you knew a lot of people in the food industry did you have a, um any kind of food background or restaurant or anything like that prior to cozy meal no prior to cozy meal i, I never worked in the uh, food industry i i always love to cook i love to watch cooking shows but i never uh, worked uh, in the uh, food industry the um other two marketplaces I worked, um, they were one of them is Upwork, um, okay. which is the largest marketplace for freelancers. They were both around um, empowering uh, freelancers to offer their services uh, to more people, and at the same time enabling people to easily find the services by these uh, freelancers. And I think that really was very helpful to uh, for me to start Kuzimia in the sense that for me the focus has always been making sure that customers can find what they want mm-hmm. easily and quickly through Cozumia. And at the same time, um, our chefs have a good source of income and a much better lifestyle than they would ever have in a restaurant. I think that's so interesting because I'm right now looking at the website. I'm looking at the different, um, you know, experiences, just browsing the different cities. And I am very familiar with Upwork. When I first started freelancing, that was one of the first places that I started getting work. And so it makes so much sense that you mentioned that because now that I'm looking at it, I can see how one really inspired the other. So it looked like you took your experience in building that platform of Upwork and then kind of meshing it with with your love of food. So that is so cool. Thank you. And then I think the benefit, and I would say maybe uh, in food terms, the spice that you're adding to it or the icing on the cake is is the fact that several of my key team members have a, a long experience in the culinary business. So um, several of my um, um employees mm-hmm. they in addition to uh, having gone to university they also went to culinary school and they worked uh, for several years in the culinary world and this has really helped us make sure that we are bringing the right chefs on board we're offering the right experiences and uh, because we uh, simply have people who have several years of professional experience as chefs so tell me about you once you had this idea and you you know you said that you had it for a while and it just kind of kept coming back and and bothering you that you hadn't started it when you did decide okay i'm going to move forward with this what was the first thing that you did to kind of set those wheels in motion the first thing i did is actually before even launching the website because launching the website went actually very quick mm-hmm. and the first thing i did was looking for chefs, looking for, um, I knew what I, if I was a customer, what I would be looking for. And so the first thing was, um, let's find the best possible chefs that like this model and bring them on the platform. And so um, we started with that, uh, brought a few chefs on board and then launched the website. And then uh, we started getting the first bookings and, um, and it grew. And the interesting thing is, uh, when I started Cozumia, I was actually not thinking about the fact that also many companies could be using our services. We, I was just thinking of consumers. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, this would be a great experience for date night, for birthday party, bachelor party, and all the other experiences for consumers for which we are known of. Um, but what happened is um, in August, so 
essentially a little bit over a month after launching Kuzimia, we got a big booking um, for a larger group of people. And I thought it would probably be a bachelorette party. And then I looked at it and I saw, oh, the email address was an email address of, of, um, um, of a well-known company in the Bay Area. So I found out it was actually a company that had booked us for a team building event. And this came to us through a coincidence. And then we later on launched team building officially. And we are now also quite popular as a team building provider. So how are people finding out initially about Cozy Meal and how are most people finding you guys now? San Francisco, Los Angeles, we already have a very strong name, name um, recognition. So a lot of the people, when they think about, oh, I want to do um, a, a date night and I want to have good food or um, I want to do a team building event for my company, uh, they often think, oh, I could do a Cozy Meal. Uh, I could do a cozy experience. So um, they come to our site and they book with us. So, so they, they have heard about us through, uh, through the friends um, or the coworkers. And then we have a really good repeat business, especially on the company side where the companies, uh, especially big companies, they book us for different groups within the organization. Um, and then, of course, we also you know, apply some of the standard marketing uh, tools such as like online advertising, which we run in, in several cities, especially in new markets, mm-hmm. to spread the word about Cozimia. And it's uh, it's interesting when we launch the market, you see that, you know, it starts slowly with the first people booking our service and then it takes off at some time. And then we get a really established um, audience that, um, that, that uses us and then shares also uh, their experience with their friends. So when it comes to Cozy Meal's brand story, and when you think about what you stand for and what you're all about, this is sort of a two-part question. What's the most important thing that you want to communicate to customers in your brand story? And how has that influenced your website and the way that you're advertising? Talk to me about that. Absolutely. So uh, being a marketplace, you know, I, I always care equally about both sides. I care a lot about our customers um, uh, who book our experiences, and I care a lot about our chefs who are providing these experiences. So um, for the customers, uh, it is important to, to me that they know Cozy Meal stands for quality, that when they come to Cozy Meal, they will find only professional chefs. They will find chefs that have every single chef has been vetted by us, uh, both um, through the application as well as on the phone as well as in person and they can be confident that no matter if they book an experience in New York or Miami or San Francisco or Los Angeles it will be a fun experience it will be a unique experience because every chef is unique but it will be really a fun experience with a high quality food and a chef that is very competent so that's that's very important to me that um, while every experience is unique um, the quality is always great. And then at the same time, I, I want people to get a better relationship with food and a healthy lifestyle. Um, I think one of the challenges today is people often, they don't cook at home, they eat mostly out, and in restaurants they often use way too much sodium, the quality of the ingredients is not good, and then the worst options, of course, if you go for a processed uh, fast food exactly. and and then people who have especially never cooked when they you know book an experience with cozy meal they see uh, that it, it's, it's not difficult to make a delicious meal at home uh, with a few simple ingredients which tastes great which is much healthier than the food 
you get in restaurants, and it's also better for your wallet. It's much cheaper. And, and so this is the other important thing that I, I want people to know that this is a, the side stays for quality. You get to have these fun, engaging experiences with some of the best chefs in the country, but also you can develop a better relationship to food and as a result of that, have a healthier lifestyle. Um, and then on the chef side, um, the number one thing to ask is, is empowering our chefs. If it's one word, it's empowerment. So we want to make sure that through our platform, our chefs can easily um, provide their services to a large group of people. And uh, we take care of everything um, around it for them, which means we do marketing for them. We do payment processing for our chefs. We send a professional photographer who takes photos of the food. Uh, we, we have a professional writer who writes up their profiles. We do payment processing. We do everything for them. And they just can focus on what the best at, which is providing fun and engaging culinary experiences. So I love that you have such a focus on healthy eating and healthy living. You know, before we started the recording, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, we sort of share that in common. Tell me about your childhood. You said you grew up in Germany. What was that like? And how do you think that that influenced your love of food and also your love of, of healthy uh, living and healthy cuisine? I have one sister as a, so, uh, as the oldest uh, child in the family. My uh, I grew up swimming. I'm, I'm a competitive swimmer, so I was always very active. And I think the person who had the biggest impact on my lifestyle uh, has been my mother, because my mother um, is extremely healthy. She she ran a uh, she's sixty three and she ran a half marathon uh, six years ago. Uh, mm -hmm. at her age, and she has been a pescatarian for over 20 years. So um, she always, um, um, you know, would, would you know tell us uh, uh, what we should avoid eating outside, what we should eat, because that type of food is healthy, that other type of food is not healthy. And I think uh, this got really ingrained in me uh, in already at, the, at, the, at a young age. Um, and, and I got to appreciate um, healthy and good food, uh, not only because it's healthy, but because it's also tastes good and it's refreshing, be it from a healthy salad to a nice fruit bowl. And, and I, I think this, you know, over the years was very normal to me that I would avoid eating processed food. And then, of course, as I, as I got um, older, um, I started also reading about uh, uh, processed foods and the fact that you should <laughs> not eat anything where you cannot pronounce the ingredients. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so uh, this led uh, to me just... Uh, keeping my healthy lifestyle, and I think, um, especially since I moved to the United States, I've become actually even healthier. Really? That's great. Yes, and, uh, and I can uh, explain that a little bit more yeah. why, because I think um, it's also, this is a conception often in Europe, where people think um, uh, in the United States, you know, you, you, you end up eating unhealthy. I actually think uh, in the United States, you have more options, meaning that, um, you have a lot of options in terms of junk food, but you also have a lot of options in terms of um, healthy food, be it organic produce, especially in places like California or in the East Coast. You have lots of farmer's markets where you can have like really fresh and high-quality ingredients. And um, um, in the coastal cities, you have many people who really care about a um, healthy lifestyle. So from that point of view, um, I, I think you have more options, 
but then it's up to you to decide if you want to go the healthy route or rather the uh, not so healthy route. Mm. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's definitely interesting. This is a question that's totally off topic, but I'm curious, since you did grow up in Europe, talk to me about the bread in Europe versus the bread in the United States. Because I have I have a friend who's from France, and she says that it's so different, and she can stand the bread here. What do you think? Oh, I, I cannot agree more. <laughs> really? So I, I, I actually, I, I, every morning, I have German bread. Really? So I think, yeah, I have been lucky that uh, in San Francisco there is a really good a local German bakery, mm-hmm. and um, and I have uh, German bread. Now I always tell my friends, I think this really speaks for me that I'm, I'm a, uh, it's, it's my mix of European and American culture. So I always have every morning, in addition to some fruits, uh, German bread with American cream cheese. <laughs> So it's like a hybrid of sorts. Uh, And uh, I agree. I mean, and the thing is, um, if you have the opportunity to have like whole wheat bread, and I think this is something you can have in almost every part of the country. Mm -hmm. Fresh whole wheat bread, um, it tastes better. It's more filling, so you don't get hungry an hour or two hours later. Um, it's just to, it's it's just important to make sure that you always look at the ingredients. And there is also whole wheat bread that has lots of ingredients that you cannot pronounce um, or preservatives that you should stay away from. Yeah. But, uh, but in general, I, I, I agree with your friend. Definitely. I, um, I'm a huge fan of good um, European bread. I've, I've been to France and I've been to Italy and I thought, you know, all the food was amazing. And I thought it was just more because I was there and the element and, you know, it's something different that I got to go to the local bakeries and things like that. So everything to me tasted delicious. But, um, yeah, I hadn't noticed it. Um, and she actually told me after I had gone. So hopefully the next time I make my way, uh, you know, overseas, I'll, I'll really try to look out for the differences. Absolutely. And then also uh, I would uh, recommend um, to your listeners to, to check out local bakeries. I think uh, nowadays in, in many cities you will find uh, local bakeries that have actually a bit European-style bakeries or American bakeries that have actually high-quality bread, whole wheat bread that you can get, um, and you don't need to wait for the next uh, trip to Europe. So let's go back. I mean, we, we did talk a lot about, um, you know, cozy meal and your business, and I'm curious to know, did you always know that you wanted to run your own business one day? It's a good question. I, I remember uh, someone asked me that question when I was first year undergrad. They said, "What do you want to do after after school?" And, and I said, "I don't know. I don't think uh, I would necessarily stop my own company. I would probably just join another company." I think I started Cozy Meal uh, because I saw an opportunity in the market, mm-hmm. and no one was addressing it the way I wanted to address it. And this necessity led me to start the company. So before we wrap up, um, I have some sort of more um, kind of fun, rapid fire style questions. So if you're ready, I'd love to go through those. Sure. Okay. So number one, what is your favorite day of the week and why? My favorite day of the week um, are Mondays. I come off the weekend refreshed. And I usually, as a founder of a company, I have big plans for the week and I'm excited about 
what the week has to offer. I've been getting Monday more um, more frequently on these interviews than I thought. So I think that that's great, especially with entrepreneurs. If you're doing what you love, it's probably awesome to to start a new week and be fresh, you know, from the weekend and be ready to tackle new challenges and think up new ideas. Exactly, exactly. I think this is a very. Uh, I would not. I have not asked this question to any other entrepreneurs, but I wouldn't be surprised if many say. It's Mondays because we usually are very excited about what we're doing and, and we really want to get those things done. So you come refreshed, you have been thinking about some of the projects during the weekend and you can't wait to start working on them. Okay, so number two, what is the last TV show or movie that you watched? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's really a coincidence in this case, but I... Um, I recently signed up again for Netflix, and I had watched a few episodes of uh, Chef's Table, okay, uh, but not all of them. And uh, and I I started watching um, uh, some of the ones that I hadn't watched before. Awesome! I love Chef's Table. I'm actually going through. I haven't seen the the Chef's Table France yet, but I'm watching the other. Um, season and i think i'm probably about halfway done do you have a favorite episode so far yeah so actually the so far my the first one um, has been my favorite but i uh, i would be surprised if i've been finished maybe another one will be even better but uh, the first one i think i think it was the first one or second one was with um chef um Butura, massimo Butura, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and, and and so i i love um i love italian cuisine uh, i try not to have much too much pasta because uh, it has a lot of carbs, but I, I love Italian cuisine. And, um, and of course, also the non-pasta dishes and, and, and that I like a lot. And so uh, it was very fascinating uh, just, just to see how he, he was um, you know, uh, trying to blend uh, tradition and modernity through cuisine. And, and this has been certainly my favorite part so far. Love it. I love all the episodes. I think the last one I saw was, um, I've been watching them out of order too. I saw, I think his name is Francis Malman. He's from Argentina and he does all the smoking of the meats like outside, like in the ground. It was so cool. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. I have not watched that one yet, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's a great show. Very good, good choice. Okay, number three. If you could only eat three foods for the rest of your life, what would they be? I would say sushi, uh, good salad, okay, and uh, dairy products. Okay, are you a cheese lover? And um, everything dairy. I love uh, I love cheese, but I equally love milk, yogurt, and uh, butter. <laughs> mm, yes, butter is an important one. I. I would agree with that too. Okay, and finally, what's one thing that most people would never guess about you? I think um, for both in the business world um, as well as uh, in the sports world where I have a lot of friends and who exercise with me and, and swim with me, I think very few people know that I'm um, I'm a history buff. I'm very interested in history as well as in uh, philosophy, and and so sometimes you know when people get to know me better and find out about it, um, and they're surprised. Okay, so finally, before we wrap up, this has been 
awesome. I loved getting to know about you and Cozy Meal. Where can people go to learn more about Cozy Meal if they wanted to? Yeah, so uh, please visit us um, on our website, CozyMeal.com. Um, follow us on social media. Uh, if you go on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest, you can easily find us um, um, through our uh, Cozy Meal hashtag uh, or just with our uh, Cozy Meal handle. And uh, attend one of our experiences. I promise you we will not disappoint. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this interview. If you want to check out more interviews in the Better Food Stories series, you can follow me at Audrea Greenhoff on Medium or visit AudreaGreenhoff.com. I'm also Audrea Greenhoff on Twitter and Instagram.